What's up, everyone? Welcome to another season of Live One for One, season two coming at you. And man, I'm so excited to have my friend with me, Mr. Daryl Crouch from Everyone's Wilson in the house. Here we go. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. I think I think you're throwing it to me, but it, I wasn't sure. I thought, is that's there more be, introduction? A, no, that's the beauty of this uh, podcast: trying to keep awkward situations. <laughs> I was I was sure, like, okay, I think it's my turn. It's my but turn. To yeah, talk. yeah. When do I, I it's come great in? to be with you. Yeah, today. no, for sure. I'm honored, dude. Yeah. My first conversation with you, I hit you up, or maybe you hit me. I can't remember, but you and I met at Starbucks. You had this super, like, you and I were just talking about hats a minute ago. You had this like really cool hat on and. I was like, oh, look at this guy. He's got, coming from New York. I was like feeling your yeah, swag a little. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm awesome. digging that. Yeah. And then you're just, yeah, man, it was cool. I just like loved being able to uh, hear what you're doing in the community. And I think like for our listeners, um, we're talking about living a life to change a life. I just feel like you, I mean, that is like, you guys, you guys don't say that because that's kind of our saying, but you guys do that. I mean, you're you're trying to equip the community to be able to really uh, change the, um, the lives of people that live here. Yeah, it really is. I appreciate you saying all of that. Dude, for but, sure. It's but, the truth. I'm not just well, trying to like, you know, man, massage your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> no. So it, the Lord has shown great favor. And I know that sounds cliche, but there's really no other explanation. Yeah. Um, uh, certainly there's faithfulness and service and he yeah. honors all that from not just me, obviously, but so many people who sure. made this possible. And so, uh, but but at the end of the day, he has shown great favor in this community. Yeah. And and one way he d- did that is bringing you here and doing uh, the Bridge House and uh, launching this thing oh, in such that, a. Man. We but we were praying for this. We had in our vision would would God want us to do something like this? Which it was wow. pretty clearly. No, I didn't know that. Well, it was pretty clear early on that it was going to be a big task for us and sure. way out of our space in terms of what we knew how to do. Sure. So when um, the Lord brought you here and allowed this to 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 just be planted and flourish it was so encouraging mm. and so um this is a great community but it's not a great community by accident yeah it's because a lot of people step into this space and and really do want to live a life on mission with Jesus mm-hmm. um, so that the, our neighbors every one of them can live and experience the life they were created to live in the first place yeah so um, man, it's just a great partnership, a great friendship, yeah, and um, one that I hope will continue to grow. Oh, for sure, bro, absolutely. It, I think what like when I came into this community, I will say for those of you, maybe I know we have some listeners that aren't necessarily from Tennessee, but Wilson County in Tennessee, um, it is a very like tight knit community, and I think coming from New York, one of the things that I've saw was. I didn't experience the level of hospitality that this community has and the level of camaraderie that this community has. Was that before, did that always exist or was there like a, did the, I know you, we had had that natural disaster where the tornado came through. That was huge, which was like right before, was it right before COVID? Yeah, right. Two weeks before COVID. Mm -hmm. Is that what kind of rallied the community together in a new way or was it prior to that? Was it already kind of like that? And that just kind of like was, yeah, that's a great question. I think all of us that aren't from here, and I've only been here a decade or just a little over a decade, um, I think we're standing on the shoulder of a lot of people who who cultivate mm. the soil. 
But um, but while I was I was pastoring, you know, Green Hill Church, and um, I, a lot of pastors just started. Uh, we, we started getting together. Yeah. We started having conversations about some things, and we can talk about our origin story. But I think what we what we found was that there's a longing, there's a real hunger to work together. Mm-hmm. We we know that that the brokenness in our community um, is not going to be fixed by one nonprofit or one yeah. church or yeah. one institution. Uh, we, I think we understand the profound nature of it, and so there was a real, uh, I think, um, uh, hopefulness, and mm-hmm. and uh, in a, not a, a cross your fingers kind of hope, but a real right. sense of like we have hope, yeah. and we're filled with hope in what Jesus can do to restore lives, and and that unity, that John seventeen kind of unity that Jesus prayed for mm-hmm. for his disciples is, it's kind of you know it's just. In, embodied in us. Yeah. And so there's a lot of local pastors and other leaders, community leaders, that um, just um, value unity at such a high level yeah. and are willing to step into that at their own, you know, at, at, at great sacrifice. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And it's so true. I mean, I've heard a quote from Ronald Reagan that said, uh, um, you, you can accomplish anything if you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. And I think when, like, you're so right, when you have the the, the, the tribal walls and, and you kind of remove your brand, you remove your style, and you're just like, man, I'm just going to, we all care about this. Let's all, what do we need to do to accomplish this as a community? And you don't care who gets the credit, yeah. then, I mean, success is inevitable. Yeah. Like you can accomplish. And I've seen that with um, even some of the, because you, I wanted part of everyone's Wilson, we can kind of get to your origin story too, but I mean, there is a network of, of pastors that you have really tried to kind of gather that's correct, right? Yeah. Can absolutely. you kind of speak to that and what that looks like? Yeah. So, um, you know, our our mission, our vision is really to see a unified and well equipped church, Big C Church. Yeah. Um, believers from um, just all across the community, mm-hmm. uh, unified, um, and then uh, equipped to engage in the community in the space that you're in, or public educators are in, or healthcare providers are in, mm. uh, uh, or we would call it. Um, a th- kind of a third space, you know. We yeah. we've got our home and we we've got our church, but um, this kind of third space that maybe we we're not sure where our influence lies. And so, if we can unify the church to engage in that in that space, uh, we believe everyone gets to thrive. We believe yeah. everyone gets to flourish, and so that's really our our vision for all of that. So, churches, uh, pastors particularly, um, as leaders in their churches. Uh, as they deepen in friendship with one mm-hmm. another, and this yeah. is really important, like as they uh, get to know each other, mm-hmm. learn learn how to like each other, yeah, and then grow in friendship, you know, and love deeply with one another. Yeah, I love that. Then a lot of unity starts to break out, right? And um, it trickles into their church and how they operate yes. and how they relate to other churches, how pastors talk about other pastors from the pulpit, so from good. the platform. All that begins to create something in a community. That can't always be measured. We, mm-hmm. we need data, and we love data, and all that. But yeah. some of this is just culture building sure. that tills the soil for gospel uh, transformation. Yeah, that's so good, man. And I've seen you know you kind of lead in on that as well too, because I remember when we first started the Bridge House. Um, I remember you came up to me and you said, "Hey, you know, we want to be able to provide um, some support." And then you connected me with this person and this person. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we had multiple churches at our doorstep in different capacities who were helping us accomplish the mission that we really felt the Lord laid on our heart that was so new. And really, again, going back to data, we had no doubt of whether or not it was going to work or not work. We knew that there was a need, but 
Um, but you don't know if it's going to work until you actually yeah. start doing it. There was no template, right? right? But I think like it it shows how you, no one can be uh, successful just on their own. Like I think when you have something like Everyone's Wilson that's bringing people together, the community together, and then there's resources and churches are being aware of what like other churches are doing. Um, they're aware of what other nonprofits are doing. And you have someone kind of kind of hand holding and making sure that those connections happen. The tendency for us, and I'm sure you would agree, is like we can be very siloed people as and we don't mean to be as leaders. Yeah. It's not like we're trying to be rude. That's right. It just happens because we're busy. Yeah. And next thing you know, you don't know, you know, what happened over the last year, what nonprofits developed, what other churches were planted, what other pastors yeah. maybe moved to the area. And then we miss out. Yeah. And uh I think everyone's Wilson is very, very good at really bringing some light as kind of a whole to like, mm. Hey guys, this is what's happening here. Like yeah. if you, and I've seen it just with coming to one, one meeting where I was like, Oh, but this person, I met this person. Yeah, and so that's cool. Um, how did you, how yeah. did everyone Wilson like start? Like we're, yeah. cause you, you said you were a pastor of Green Hill church. Is yeah, that right? Green Hill church. Okay. In Mount Julie. Yeah. I pastored uh, churches for 28 years. That sounds like old man talk, but um, I've, well, you still That's got all your hair, so you don't look that. I don't girl. have all my hair, but I, <laughs> you know, you're doing better than me. <laughs> so that's why I wear a hat all the time. People uh, yeah. are like, "You're not supposed to wear a hat when you <laughs> preach," and I'm like, "Listen, people, this is like my wig, okay? This is my comfort zone. You yeah. take this off, you're going to get thirty percent of me." Yeah, exactly. You, you know, ladies wear makeup. You there wear, you go. You, you wear right. a hat. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't even think of it from yeah, that perspective. Exactly. You, yeah. All right. That's yeah. it. I'm wearing it all the time. You can now. do this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I pastored churches, and um, so while I, while that was happening, we started asking different questions, and this is really the seedling of of it. I think is that we we just started asking different questions of yeah. not just how our church is doing. That's an important question, mm-hmm. super important. But we also started asking questions about how our city's doing, how yeah. our, how our community's doing. Is there are 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 there fewer hungry kids every mm. night? Are there fewer homeless folks? Are there are there fewer lost people on percentage? Has percentage of lostness, you know, spiritual brokenness, separation from God, has that gone down this year? Mm. You know, a church can grow um, numerically. Right. Uh, it can grow financially. It can grow in programming while the community around it goes downhill. Mm. And wow. everybody that's on staff still gets evaluated based on internal metrics. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do what you get measured on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fussing at anybody. We... If you're a local pastor, you need to be focused on your church. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that's wonderful and that's important. But the mission of the church, um, we would say that the scorecard mm-hmm. just needs to get bigger. Yeah. That those internal metrics are very important. But but God planted your church. He planted you and your family. He mm-hmm. planted your business, for that matter, mm-hmm. uh, in this city, in this community. And yeah. spaces are important. Yeah. Where he's put you is important. And so... Um, um, seeking the welfare of the city, Jeremiah twenty nine. Mm-hmm. You know the people of Israel, um, they they were in Babylonian captivity. They wanted mm-hmm. to go back home. Uh, most of them would not see home again. Mm-hmm. And they said, "What are we going to do?" And Jeremiah said, "Listen, here's what you need to do. Yeah, you need to plant your life there. You need to seek the peace and the shalom, the wholeness of the city. And mm-hmm. You need to pray for the city." Mm-hmm. And so that that became kind of our our marching orders, and we started just asking questions. So yeah. we. Yeah, so we started asking city leaders, community leaders, school directors, mayors, and commissioners—all the all those kind of people. 
you know, if we could wave a magic wand, it's a group of churches. If we mm-hmm. could just, you know, just fix anything we could fix, right? What would that be? And so, uh, over some conversations and meetings, um, hunger. Twenty five percent of public school students in our county are on free and reduced lunch. So mm-hmm. in the second wealthiest county in Tennessee, we just didn't think that was acceptable. Right. It's not uncommon in counties like ours across the state, but sure. still not acceptable that yeah, one in yeah. one in four kids are yeah. you kidding me are food insecure. Right, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, addiction uh, back bef- before COVID, we mm-hmm. we weren't talking about mental health like we are now. Sure, probably should have been, but it just wasn't on our radar. Sure, and so addiction, but opioid um, abuse and addiction and all that. So that was a, a big piece. And then mm-hmm. uh, safety. You know, uh, th- this is your space where kids uh, not only have a roof over their head, which mm-hmm. is really important, but they have a secure home environment where where yes. to flourish. And then um, education. Mm. So. Um, Hunger, addiction, safety, and education was kind of those pockets of vulnerability we identified in our community. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we came up with vernacular that we want everyone fed, everyone free, yeah. everyone safe, and everyone ready. I love and that. And we want our community to be a place where everyone can thrive. So yeah. so that's where everyone came from and that 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 language came from. So yeah. so at that point, we... Um, we were all pastoring churches. I mean, this wasn't... Right. This wasn't a thing. I did find a... A, a guy to make a logo for us and yeah, yeah. you know did all that but we didn't have a website i mean we just yeah. we just had an idea but uh the director of schools she came to us okay and uh, she said hey what what about starting a school partnership program mm. so we said yeah that'd be great so so we stepped into it at that point raised the money we needed to and then um a tornado came through right. and so back to that the tornado story by then a lot of pastors and community leaders had spent three or four years getting to know each other, growing to love each other, sure, and building relationships. We had each other's phone numbers. We 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 were friends. Mm-hmm. So when that tornado came through, they, you know, we all knew who to reach out to, and we were able to mobilize um, just a ton of people in a short amount of time. Wow! In those recovery efforts. So at that point, we knew that the Lord was doing something. Yes. Uh, somebody might say, call, you know, that we were on to something. Yeah. You know, that, okay, there's some energy. Sure, yeah. Some, the Spirit of God is working right. to unify the church in Wilson County. So, yeah. So that was pretty exciting, and then COVID hit, and uh, right. it wasn't exciting for a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But, but that was okay. You know, yeah. God's timing, and we we worked through all that. But yeah. but it was through that, that year of 2020 or the summer and fall of 2020. Okay. We began to pray about okay, what, what, what can this look like? Yeah. And so, in the spring of twenty one, we, we launched out and became a nonprofit and um, started chasing after this dream. Yeah. So, did you trans? Were you were, were you pastoring for a while while you were the executive director of the nonprofit as well too, or did you just tra- did you transition fully yeah. into the nonprofit? And yeah, it was a it was a full stop and start. So okay. I had been I'd been one of the catalytic leaders for. For the for, for for the the work that we were doing, yeah, and um, and so some local pastors approached me and said, "Hey, I think I, you know, they started. I think I have a wonderful plan for your life." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> so at that we began to pray about all that. So no, we we knew we couldn't do two full time. Like if we were going to do it, we just needed to do it. Yeah, and if God was doing that, I didn't, you know, he, he, <clears throat> excuse me, hedging on all that. Yeah, we just didn't know it was the path forward. So, mm. so yeah, I ended. Uh, I I finished it at my church at Green Hill Church on a Sunday and started this wow. on a Monday. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's pretty. That's such a huge step of faith on your end. Yeah, 
I mean, for your family too. I mean, yeah. I think that just to say like, okay, we've been pastoring, we've been, cause you weren't, have you been in the nonprofit space? Like never. Okay. So yeah. you're like yeah, pastoring, running this church for how many years? Yeah. I was there for nine years. Nine I've been years. in that's ministry for 28 yeah, years. Yeah. So that's yeah. a long time kind yeah. of in that field, 28 yeah. years. That's all I knew. Yeah. And then say, okay, I'm going to fully transition on Monday <laughs> to yeah. an executive director and yeah. start this, this, uh, yeah, this movement, this you know, with everyone's Wilson, this yeah. organization. Yeah, the learning curve was steep, and it yeah. still is. We're, it's flattened a little. Obviously, we've learned a lot, but um, but yeah, it was it was a step of faith. We had a lot of support. Yeah, a lot of you know churches and pastors that support us, and that was great. Uh, and they've shown us a lot of grace, and still do. Yeah, we're still making our way, um, in in really how to accomplish the mission and mobilize the people but uh but yeah it was a step of faith and but i wasn't alone in it other churches and other pastors and um you know our my church family sent me out as a local missionary Mm. and um with great support and encouragement so so that was a you know that was great so i wasn't in it by myself and um but it was um yeah, it was a steep learning curve. I yeah. mean, how hard can this be? I yeah, mean, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I know it's always funny uh, when you meet people that are in the uh, when you ever whenever you talk about the nonprofit space and maybe people have never done it or maybe they just have a an idea of what it is. It's almost like when you're when you're talking with uh, people that don't have their own biological children, and you'll hear your the bio, you know the mm-hmm. the the parents talk about how tired they are, um, and if you hear if the parents hear that couple say that they're tired and they're super stressed and they don't have any kids and you know, they're doing their thing. You're just looking at them like you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You (laughs) have no idea. Wait, if you understood what we're doing through, trust me, you'd have a totally different outlook and it's okay. There's a a ton of grace. And I think when you do step into that space in the nonprofit spirits, it's, it really is like you're the, you have to develop your board. You have to, you know, obviously contribute to your board. Yeah. Then you have your financials from the fundraising perspective, and that has nothing to even do at that point with the mission yet. That's right. Yeah. And then you have the mission piece of it. Yeah. Then you have the volunteer piece of it. It's like and the podcast and then and, the podcast and, and, yeah. and the marketing <laughs> and you know and so yeah, yeah just um you know I I told somebody a few weeks ago um uh, as I was in in ministry and mm-hmm. church work you know I mean we didn't always have a ton of money necessarily but. Yeah. But I never, I don't, in 28 years of church ministry, I never looked at the burn rate. Yeah. You know, I never had to look at it that way. Um, and so it's just a different set of yes. challenges. It's just a different set of, of um, you know, things that I just wasn't really aware of. It, sure. And it'd be the same if I opened a coffee shop. Yeah. I would be on a, on a steep learning curve. Yeah. And there's business practices and, systems that you'd have to build and yeah. you know financial uh, systems and 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 challenges that you'd mm-hmm. have and so so um I've grown to respect uh, the nonprofit leaders in a in a big way dude me too for, yeah it's it's a crazy and I th- I look at these folks and there's some local nonprofits that have just crushed it for a long time yeah yeah really uh, and I'm I've got such respect for them and the yes. way they go about their business so trying to learn from them yeah, yeah likewise yeah. yeah I'm with you on yeah. that now was your wife like fully on board with you like was she what's your wife's name Is yeah Deborah Deborah yeah yeah, yeah. 
yeah she oh, seems she, super sweet man she's every awesome. picture i see of you two you guys look like you're just having the time of your life i'm like yeah that you know what they say about social media right that's just that's the that's the highlight reel man uh, that's that's the highlight that's reel so funny but she's awesome she's been nothing but supportive that's and awesome. um it you know she we we've been in ministry for a long time together yeah, yeah. and and so uh, she knows my heart and yeah. she she trusts my heart and and uh, so she's she's been incredibly supportive. So that's yeah. been a neat, uh, just a, a neat piece to it. Our kids too, you know, yeah, like they yeah. didn't, they didn't know anything other than being a pastor's kid and right. you know all that. And so uh, they've been just so good. And so the, hmm. the again, the Lord's shown a lot of favor um, in that in in that piece of it all as well. Yeah. And, and but it it's not without it's a, it's a good question. I mean, it's it affects it's a whole family affair. Yeah, um, it is. You're right. The rhythms, the schedules, the pressures, yes. um, the constituents that, yes. you, that you're meeting that are in spaces that you never met yes. before, and so new people are coming into our lives and yeah. new challenges. So, so it it um, yeah, it's not without consequence. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, that's I yeah. I can understand that, and I mean I remember when I first went into ministry because I as well I'm um, have been pastoring for a long time, and I remember when I first told my wife like, man. I went. It's funny because I went to Bible college, did my thing, but then I actually, I got actually moved me into where I was in um, corporate America, yeah. and so I went from Bible college, corporate America, was in corporate America for years, and yeah. I just continued to serve as volunteer, you know, in the local church. And uh, I've, long story short, someone came up to me who was a pastor on staff. I was like, "Bro, have you ever thought about pastoring?" And I was like, "Yeah, like years ago, but I didn't mm-hmm. think that God had a plan for that." And it kind of resurfaced, and I told my wife, "I'm like, hey, what do you think about me leaving this job and like pastoring?" She's like. <laughs> she's like i'm gonna need to pray about that uh, yeah, I'm like, hey right. i get it like yeah. i get it I get yeah because it. it is i mean it's you know it's funny because you and i just we're in a for those of you that are listening that aren't maybe again from here i like to always build some context but there's something called everyone's or no sorry leadership wilson yeah um and that's something that daryl and i are in together and Basically, long story short, you go and you visit various different things in Wilson County to kind of better understand the community and serve the community. And one of the things that was really interesting is we went to um, Ag Day recently. And one of the things that it made me think about what we do is we went to various different um, farms. And every one of these farmers that I felt like I met, um, I think there was only all but one, said they've never farmed in their life. They were had some type of occupation before that. They jumped into farming because of the 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 desire to create experiences for other people to come to their farm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. super interesting. Yeah. So it was like very community focused uh, for their for their agriculture, and um, and they had no idea what they were doing. They were trying to kind of learn as they go, um, and they kept saying like, "If you there's a lot easier ways to make money than to to farm." Yeah, right. And I was like, "Man, that sounds a lot like the nonprofit space." <laughs> yeah, <right now."> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, how many flowers do you have to grow? Yeah, how you many know, flowers do you have to, to grow to, to, to eat this week? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, but that was super interesting. And I think there's something, I, I came out of that with those observations that I think there's just something in our heart that God's planted there. Yeah. That we want to create experiences for people. Yeah. Whether it's in our home, if we're a, a homemaker yeah. or or if we're a, a business leader or, you know, I think you all, uh, I, I mentioned a coffee shop, but yeah. that's a big deal because yeah. it's really not just about the coffee. It's about the the space that yes. coffee shop owners are creating for yes. community. I love that. People want to be together in a space that, yeah. that feels good. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's the same with those farms. I'm like, 
I think I'm in a Pinterest ad. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think, I know, you know, I this know. is so cool. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think uh, there's something in us that just uh, we gravitate to want to leave this place better than we found it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, again, with people that are listening, I, I think it's so important to think of like the my heart would be that they would hear the ability that they can impact on their community. And yeah. again, me coming in and not being part of this area and seeing the work that you know, you're doing, and like you said, many before you that have done laid the groundwork and many others are doing. And I, I feel like I was a beneficiary of that work that really helped expedite what God really put in my heart to do when I got here. Um, that would never come to fruition if that groundwork hasn't been laid and those people haven't created a community in which can rally around each other. And I think when you're listening into the community that who are, you're in, wherever that is, whether that's in Wilson County or another county or another state, it's like you have the ability to make a massive difference. Yeah. And it matters. It, it matters. Like it matters yeah. a ton. Your influence, your name. Yes. Um, it, when it's spoken um, to other people, it, it, it carries something. We talk about branding now. Yeah, yeah. But branding is simply about trust. It's simply, it, it's simply about um, do, do you add value? And, mm-hmm. and whether you're a brand, a business, a nonprofit, or an individual, mm-hmm. um, the influence that you, um, that you have, um, that your name carries, a mm-hmm. good name, right, yeah. um, it makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference. And if we, we, we talk about it, it's who you know, and that's always often negative. If there's a negative shadow on mm-hmm. that or negative cast on that, um, but that that's not all bad. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. It is who, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's how you're known. Yeah. And so, um, as, as, as you use your influence, as you leverage your influence the way we say it now, yeah. um, uh, to do good people, people start to know that. Yeah. And they'll, they'll trust you with their friends. Right. They'll trust you with their, their circle of influence. Yes. They'll introduce you to, yes. to the people in their life. And right. so I just think, um, the, the brokenness that we experience in a community is because of broken relationships. Yeah. And the solutions to that are uh, whole relationships. Yeah. And so we, we just want to flood this community with wonderful, whole, Jesus-loving friends and, and relationships because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's, it's, about, um, it's about people yeah. and how we love one another. Yeah, it's so good. What is your perfect, you know, I know that you have gone to um, you, you do go to different churches maybe that um, that have partnered with you and you'll kind of rally some of those people together to talk about everyone's Wilson and, and help them become part of what you're doing. Like what what is like the um, the perfect how does it work perfectly in that in that church? Like if you were to say, man, if I could see a church do this, yeah, like that's what I would love to see. Like that's the vision, man, if they're yeah. If they're doing that with everyone's Wilson, what does that look That's like? That's awesome. That's a great question. Um, I think it's important for folks to know that everyone's Wilson, if if we're doing our job right, now mm-hmm. again, there's there's awareness and me being here today is sure. going to be a little bit counter to what I'm getting ready to say, but uh, if we were invisible, that'd be awesome. Mm. Um, I heard a guy describe it this way, uh, of the trellis and the, and the vine. Mm. Um, the, the trellis is, is, is not visible when the, when the, you know, the vine is in bloom. Right. Uh, you just drive along, you see a vineyard, and you you just see the fruit. You just see the vines. You don't see the trellis that's supporting that. So everyone's that's Wilson good. really wants to be that support to help create space and environment and resources 
best practices, encouragement, mm-hmm. um, theological kind of foundations, whatever that all that looks like, yeah. so that the church can be uh, what the church has been called to be, yeah. and what that pastor and the staff and the leadership envision for that church to become. And so yeah. we simply want to be the support underneath so that uh, this may not be great language, I'm not sure, but that the church is the hero. Yeah. I, I think the church is the plan A for God's redeeming yes. um, uh, souls and restoring 100%. creation. So there's no plan B. Yeah. So if we stop serving the church, we should just stop. Yeah. And so uh, our hope is to help create space and opportunity and resources to remove barriers. Yeah. Um, I want folks to know you. That's, you know, I want people, if they want to do good, mm-hmm. they don't know how to help. Well, I can tell you uh, who can help you yeah. help the people you want to help. And so we remove barriers. In the schools, yeah. there, are, there are legitimate barriers right. for volunteers showing up at schools. Sure, um, You can't just knock on the door and tell the principal you want to hang out with kids. You know, that's just not very... <laughs> if you do that, they're going to look at you super yeah. weird. Yeah, the SRO is going to arrest you. You're going <laughs> right. to go to jail. Yeah. And so, uh, but there, so those, some of those barriers are legitimate, but because they're, they're, there's barriers, a lot of churches don't engage at a high level they might drop off food and all that's important but um so our our hope is simply the perfect scenario would be for a church to say we want to live like missionaries Mm. in our own community we want to build relationships meaningful relationships with thousands of people (laughs) as a church right um we want to build meaningful relationships with our neighbors in order to provide them love and support to do and, and to be who God created them to be. Yeah. So we don't provide, as an organization, direct services. Right. We don't feed people directly. We don't house people directly. We don't provide foster care directly. We don't, mm-hmm. but we um, connect the church, the Big C Church, right. with opportunities to do that. Through right. like the bridge house, compassionate hands, right, uh, and so on and so forth, and yeah, so uh, public schools, yeah, and so um, we're simply trying to mobilize that church to um, expand the scorecard, mm-hmm. care about the city in such a way that structurally, yeah, they would do what's necessary to mobilize their people, yeah, uh, to in, into these spaces. Yeah, yeah, I love that, and I think it actually can come as a blessing to a lead pastor because. When you think through the hat of a lead pastor and you think of all the things that you're trying to do through your church and you think to yourself, okay, here's our, this is our discipleship strategy for our church, right? Yeah. When you kind of get to the mission piece, you get all these wild ideas that yeah. come into play in that. Okay, yeah. well, we're going to do a local mission strategy. We're going to do foreign mission trips, what we're going to do, well, yeah. what if we did this team? And what do we, and then you have volunteer or, uh, you know, your, uh, congregants, I guess you use that word who are in your church and or members. And they're saying, Oh, well, I have this idea yeah. and I feel like God called me to do this in this right. church pastor. Right. Yeah. And so I, when you think of something like everyone's Wilson, where if they were to say, man, we want to be really, we want to be missional as a church. We could bring everyone's Wilson in and they're going to kind of, give us almost kind of a plug and play mm-hmm. uh, feel and yeah. kind of help rally some things so that we can, we can have a, a good discipleship strategy in our church. Everyone Wilson comes in, you get the wonderful Daryl Crouch who kind of walks through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it gives people the ability then to kind of plug in yeah. where then that church is being missional yeah. um, with the 
organizations that you've that you've connected with yeah. to be in those opportunities. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, yeah, you really are. I think um, it's it does free up the past. So what we're not what we're not doing is creating a new program right. for a church to try to. Right. Uh, do you like us? Okay, then you'll partner with yes, us. And exactly. there's some great programs out there, sure. and I can name several that churches could adopt. Uh, right. You know that that's legitimate. What we're doing is not creating new stuff. Yeah. We're simply saying here are some things that God's already doing in this community. Mm. And if you don't mind who gets the credit, and you're okay with there not being a direct line back to your church pews on next Sunday, if you're okay mm-hmm. with serving this community open-handedly and trusting the Lord to use that, and you can be intentional, and you invite them to church, all that kind of thing, but uh, it's a long game. Yeah. Relationships are harder than projects. Don't you feel and, like when people do that, though, Daryl, like, sorry to interrupt you, but like you said something that I really liked when, if you, if you make that connection, you're investing your church, and you don't care who gets the credit. People may not come back. I just believe that when God sees that, He does the supernatural in that, where you end up growing in other ways that you didn't expect because you were willing to say, "I mean, we just don't care." Yeah, like we're just there's a multiplier effect. There is. I think I think generosity, and we could talk about it with money or time or anything sure, else, sure. but with relationships. I think um I I, th- I think I think when we live open handedly, yeah, uh, the Lord increases in ways that we can't what, you know, push down and, and you know and, and um press down and all yeah. that. And it's yeah. overflowing. I think um I I, th- I think um even even for us to work together. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this. So um you're a non profit, I'm a non profit, we need donor dollars right. to, to do what we do. Right. But we're not competing against each other. The, no. the, the, there's abundance. Yes. Uh, the the Lord is the uh, friend of mine told me that you know God owns the bakery. Yes. So uh, all the resources are from the Lord. This yes. isn't this. We don't have a scarcity mentality. Yeah. So I think a lot of churches do, um, un, and they don't realize it. They wouldn't call it that. Sure. But operate as if uh, there's only a limited amount of resources, mm. only a limited amount of people, only a limited amount of opportunities, and so we're very protective. Yeah. Of of making sure that if we're gonna if we're gonna put out the effort over here, we've got to see the result over here. Mm. And I just think that limits what God wants to do in multiplying and, yeah, and, no, I and agree advancing more. the kingdom. So it's a mentality shift, and yeah. some of what we do is coach up on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In a in a loving pastoral kind of way. Sure. But well, I, I mean, the good thing yeah. is, is you have all twenty eight years of experience of thinking the way that they <laughs> yeah. think in a lot of ways, which yeah. I think is helpful because I think yeah. if you don't have that, yeah. You know, you don't have the perspective of being the lead guy. You don't have the perspective of that area. Um, I think pastors appreciate when they say, hey, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And you're so good at that, of being able to kind of just see through that lens to kind of help coach, if you will, if you want to use that word, yeah. to maybe see the the multiplier yeah. effect um, yeah. that can happen. Because you were in that sphere. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and there's legitimate struggles sure. in, in that role as a pastor and and there's, you know, uh, all, all of all the things are are real, and um, and and I love you know, we we love pastors, invest in pastors, but just helping them uh, trust the Lord. Yeah, I mean, at the soul level, uh, trust the Lord. Sometimes yeah. I think as pastors and churches and nonprofit leaders, um, we might be trying a little too hard sometimes. Sure, as if it all depended on us. Oh yeah, and um, I think. Um, that that trickles down into our people. Mm-hmm. They feel the stress. Mm-hmm. They feel the pressure. Yeah, and uh, they feel the desperation or whatever. So we just want to 
yeah, come beside churches and pastors and help them uh, be who God's called them to be and just uh, um, kind of uh, set the table for God to do what he wants to do yeah. in the life of our community. Yeah, and, um, that's good. And that happens through just really... Uh, robust relationship. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think you've created a lot of trust too. I mean, I know there there was a gathering that we were at recently, and there was multiple churches that were were there. And um, you know, I I do believe that like when you are able to gather any leaders, whether it's business leaders, whether it's spiritual leaders, I mean, it's hard to gather leaders because you know we're again we can be very siloed. We can do what sure. we're doing, and we have our brand and what we're trying to accomplish, and. And it's not bad. It's just yeah. that we're just we have only so much time. And right. then when you're pulling a group of people in, but you, I always see like you call the multiplier effect. Like I love that because you, you see that like, hey, I'm going to give up some time to be part of a, something bigger mm. than what I'm doing. And and ne- next thing you know, you see like, oh man, God opened up this door, and then opened yeah. up this door, and then you see things that you didn't even know were happening in community that were happening yeah. um, or not happening that gave you inspiration to meet meet a need. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that you guys kind of bring a table to where yeah. people are at in the community to kind of sit at. Um, tell me a little bit about like, cause interesting enough, you've this, this whole everyone's Wilson has kind of taken effect with other counties that don't oh, yeah. have an everyone's Wilson. And they're kind of looking at it and be like, Oh man, I got major FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's major FOMO. It may be a little FOMO. I but got little yeah. FOMO. No, I we just um, we we just believe that uh, God's called us to to help communities do again do what God wants to do there and and be a part of what He's doing there. And so um, yeah, so we we incorporate it actually as the Everyone's Welcome Network. Okay, because we just had a vision from the beginning that. Uh, we we could be a resource if the Lord would let us be a resource outside of Wilson as well. Yeah, we just want to be prepared to do that. So that's so cool. So with the help of some really smart people across the country, and we we've developed a model that we think is um, you know um, technical words, I guess, but you know it's scalable. Yeah, and that we we can uh, not exactly plug and play, but something close to provide a playbook for other communities. Um, one of the things that's exciting about this for me is that if you have a county, you know, Wilson County is 150, 160,000 people. Yeah. Um, if you have a county of, let's say, 50,000. Yeah. And you get 25 of the right people in the room, oh, pastors man. and leaders. Yeah. In a county that's medium sized to small. Right. Um, you, you can move the needle. Oh, man, for pr- sure. Pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Metropolitan areas, there's some great movements going on. And, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a, a movement in Nashville that's beginning to emerge. I'm pretty, okay. pretty excited about that, that uh, we're, we're a part of from an affinity friendship standpoint. We're not, okay. we're not involved in it directly, but, um, the, um, but, but metro areas are complicated. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. Yeah, um, no, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, they're just huge. Like three lots times the size of Wilson County. Yeah, so. lots of moving pieces. But if um, but in Tennessee, for example, there's 95 counties. Mm-hmm. So four or five of those are metro areas. So mm-hmm. let's just say we have 90 counties that uh, just in Tennessee that uh, we're, we we feel like God's put us in a position, mm-hmm. and we've got a ways to go still. So some mm-hmm. of it's aspirational, but um, but that He's going to give us an opportunity to serve some other communities that are reaching out to us we're not forcing it we're not oh yeah uh we're, we're being introduced and sure um, 
God's uh, opening some doors that we're pretty excited about. Yeah, I think it's needed. I really do. I mean, again, I'm not even again, I'm not from here, but I think of yeah. something like your what you're talking about, and I think of man, if there was a pastor in New York that heard this and they said, yeah, right. "Hey, I wonder what that looks like." Yeah, because we have a lot of churches in our area that aren't really working together. We don't really have yeah. a whole lot of business leaders that are. We have what our church is doing, but that's right. really our only our only yep. um, view. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're may, or maybe what you'll get a lot of times too is they they do know what some churches are doing because they're in the same network as them, whether mm-hmm. it be like Assemblies of God or Baptist yeah. or yeah. whatever. Sure. But they don't know like what that non denominational church is doing or. They don't know fill in the blank, and right. so for them to be able to hear, hey, here's a playbook of what this could potentially look like yeah. for your community, and here's not only what it could look like, here's what we've actually seen um, the fruit of, like yeah. in our own community in which this started. I think is super powerful. It's pretty exciting, and and we see some examples of of it where two churches are working on the same problem, but mm-hmm. they're not working on it together. Right. Uh, and so it's like, hey, do y'all know each other? No, we we never. Right. Well, you're you're trying, to, you're pulling a ton of resources, money, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. time, and influence into this problem. Right. And you've got another pretty significant church or a, a denomination, or whatever, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And how about y'all like have coffee? Yeah. How about you work together? So we we say this a lot that we we share the ministry mm-hmm. and we multiply the impact. Yeah. Um, not everybody can bring the same amount of resources, time, energy, money, influence, or whatever to the table. Mm-hmm. But uh, one plus one equals more than two. Yeah. And so if you can share it uh, and you can collaborate, you can create better solutions for everybody. Yeah. 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 That's pretty so exciting. Good, man. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier about how, um, you know, getting getting churches, community to live with just open hands, that multiplier effect. Um, and, you know, when I first met you, um, you were touching on this too, which I, I always have such a huge spot in my heart for somebody who um, is living their life like that too. And, and I think it's so important as an executive director or a pastor or whatever you're doing, like if you're if you're asking people to be unified um, or you're asking people to kind of break down some walls, like they it's helps if you're doing that in your own life. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah <laughs> because that's right. people are kind of looking for that authenticity. Yeah, like, well, that's right. He's asking a lot from us. Like, how is he doing in that? And yeah. I've really seen that, that you live that way too. I know yeah. that um, I, I'm always a huge fan with what I do at the Bridge House of foster care and adoption and, yeah. you know, 9,000 kids in DCS cussing in the state of Tennessee and 900 that age out every year um, yeah. Yeah. with nowhere to go. And, yeah. um, and so I have a soft place in my heart when I hear of, and we won't go into details just from the sensitivity of it, but just of yeah. that, you know, someone brought someone into their home and loved them and cared for them. And you did that as well. Yeah. You and your family brought in a, a, a young girl and yeah. and loved her and cared for her and, and she wasn't biological and just, yeah. again, breaking down the walls yeah. and, and, and living unified um, and saying, man, we, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what a blessing yeah. that is. And I think, I think uh, to be able to, to invite uh, someone into your home and make them a part of your family and um, treat them like your own, mm-hmm. and provide them not just a, a roof over your head, over their head, but a home, a, a place where they're yeah. they're loved, and it's safe for them to be who they are, and um, 
see them flourish in that. Lots of it's filled with challenges. Yeah. Filled with heartache. For filled sure. with absolutely, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And um and um didn't know what we were getting into or any of that. Mm-hmm. But um but God you know, has been faithful in that. And mm-hmm. uh, she's thriving. She's still part of our family. She's an adult. Um, she's doing wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, our uh, our other kids uh, loved her well. And um, anyway, um, it, it's just been, well, it's been a, it is a picture of the redeeming love of, of Christ. Yes. And uh, we wanted to be a part of that. And um, we, so, so in doing that, we, we don't really, um, I don't know how to, we don't feel like it's anything remarkable. Mm. I th- we, we just feel like it's what we do as followers of Christ to yeah. take the opportunities that he gives to us and uh, open our lives yeah. to, to whatever he would have. And yeah. for us, it was doing that. For other people, it'll be other things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's important that we don't... Um, it, that's not just for the for the the, the spiritual elite or mm. the real right. genuine Jesus, you know, like or the you know the special forces yeah. of right. of Christians. That all of us have been called to step into the most vulnerable places in our community. Yeah, and um, one of the things I think too, John, that is important in the work you do and the work you're talking about and what how God's used us and. And um, we've—he's—he's—it's been a sanctifying work and a growing up work for us as well. But, but that sometimes we think about nonprofit work or community service mm-hmm. as kind of um, uh, relief work, and, mm-hmm. and 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 it involves relief work. You know, if somebody's hungry, mm-hmm. we need to sure. feed them. But the what Jesus did and. He became incarnate. He came mm. in the flesh. Yeah. He dwelt among us. Yeah. And because he dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. Mm-hmm. Talking about authenticity and yeah, credibility yeah. and reputation. So I think when we show up yeah. in people's lives, that's when God shows up yeah. in our lives and shows up in their lives. So uh, it's love with skin on, you yeah. know, and I think w- we as a people of God. Um, we're not terrible at giving money. Mm-hmm. We're not terrible at doing a one-off food drive. Yeah, and we need to do those things. Sure, but uh, where we could improve, I think, is showing up in people's lives over time mm-hmm. and understanding that I'm here and you're here. Yeah, because some loving people invested in us. Yeah, we were knuckleheads. Right, it was hard on them. Yep. But they believed in us. Right. For me, it was a couple parents, but it was also some, some, uh, you know, um, baseball coaches and yeah, uh, my first employer, some school teachers that took a little special interest in me mm-hmm. and kept pressing in on me. Yeah. In a way that r- reminded me that I'm not only loved but I'm right. valuable. Yeah. And that I can be more than, um, I, I can be more than, um, maybe my. Um, you know, my dreams at that moment yeah. were, you know, and that, sure. that there, there, there was something that God was wanting to do. So I think if if we want the results, we want our community to look like we want it to look. Yeah. 
um, it's we're we're going to have to put skin on. Man, that's so and, true. And uh, show up in people's lives. Yeah. Uh, over and over and over. Yes. And so that was one way that we were able that got that we never expected. Yeah. But that we're glad he did. And um, yeah. Uh, but but there's a, a number of ways all of us can be a part of that. Yeah. It's yeah. dude. I love that. And it's it really is so true. I, I when you think of and I think a lot of times speaking to the to just the Christians that might be listening or believers, like, you know, when it comes to ministry and we think ministry, we think, okay, well, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to serve or, and then I'm going to, maybe I'm going to give and then I leave and, and we compartmentalize ministry. Yeah, that's right. Um, really the greatest ministry that I have seen in my life has been in the unplanned moments that I didn't plan on doing ministry. Yeah. The inconveniences that we would call them that actually end up are a huge blessing. Um, and because we were, they were, un- and, it, and it's so true with Jesus too. When you see G- how many times was he plant, he was going to do something. And then yeah. he was not that he was surprised by it cause he's That's sovereign, right. but he was, yeah. you know, what some would say inconvenienced. He was mm-hmm. interrupted yeah. maybe is a better word. And then in that moment, some of the greatest miracles that we've ever read yeah. about have been recorded. Yeah. Um, and that encourage us. And yet when we're inconvenienced or interrupted, we're, frustrated, but we don't see those as actually opportunities. And I know even with the young lady that you said was in your house, you said, man, what a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, There may have been like an initial, uh, you know, interruption in a good sense of like, okay, here's a need. And, but yet once that need was met, it brought, I'm sure, like you said, there's hard, there's hard moments whenever mm-hmm. you have people in your life, whether they're your own kids or sure. somebody else. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, Cause they're yeah. kids and they're people. Yeah. But you said, what a tremendous blessing too. And it's so true. Like ministry has to follow us in every part of our life. Like it has to be when we go to work, it has to be when we, we can show up at work and do ministry. We can show up when we're going to church and do ministry. We can show up uh, when we're going to the grocery store, we can show up wherever we're going and saying, Hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, be willing to be interrupted and make an Im- impact. And you only get, you only get out of your community what you put into it. That's right. That's the same thing yeah. with your local church too. That's like right. you only, it's the same with anything in life. Yeah. You only get out of it what you put into it. That's like right. if you're going to church or you're going to your community and, and you're like, man, I just don't really feel like I connect with this church or I don't feel like I connect with this community. It's like, well, how, what are you putting into this community? Mm-hmm. Or are you just yeah. trying to consistently complain about what they don't give you? And, if you live that way, then you're right. You will be frustrated all the yeah. time. But yeah. if you live your way, if you live your life in a way where you're saying, man, Lord, I want to do ministry wherever you call me to go, yeah. I'm willing to be interrupted. And I see that as an, that interruption as maybe an assignment, man, what a radical life that could look yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a man uh, call it the art of stopping okay. that, that Jesus, you know, had the art of, he, he mastered the art of stopping. I love and, that. <laughs> um, I was looking at, um, you know, Mark 10, where he, he stopped because um, he heard blind Bartimaeus. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, um, and so he he was interesting about that, and, and not to go too crazy on it, but he, there was an 18-mile walk ahead of him up, yeah. up to Jerusalem, and he was making his walk to Jerusalem to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm. And uh, there was a blind man uh, at the bottom of the hill, basically, in Jericho, um, who, um, who was pleading for mercy. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody else was trying to hush him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, hey, bring him here. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, too many times I find myself in the, in the crowd that's hushing. Mm-hmm. 
and and not in not being the guy that stops yeah and notices and pays attention yeah and shows a, a person dignity yeah. and um despite their they're a little bit you know it's unconventional a little bit embarrassing yeah, yeah, yeah sure you know there's a lot going on there that's not socially you know comfortable for anybody right um and maybe it puts you outside of i remember some early moments you know as as our daughter came to us and and i was like ah this is way outside of my mm. comfort zone. I don't even know, like, you know, is this good? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it seems good, uh, you know, from a distance, but is this good? And so yeah. there's a lot of struggle and stressors there early on. But but I think, um, you know, Jesus was really good at looking over all that. Yeah, that's Saying, so hey, I'm I'm going to stop. Yeah. And I'm going to listen. And he, mm. he ended up asking, what what do you want from me? Yeah. And um, what a great question. Yeah. And, um and and the guy told him, I want mm. I want to see, mm. um, and I just think people will tell us if we ask. Yeah, I think if we stop and we really show them dignity, um, we may think they just need a, a meal or they mm-hmm. they just need I don't know money from us or something. But yeah. I think if we if we really stop and ask, we'll we'll hear a heart cry that um, that God uses uh, to to change us as much as changing them yeah, that's so, so good. but yeah i think it's incarnational and so we're 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 not we, we're under no illusion that we can fix our community with 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 temporary fixes yeah with just more money if money was the answer we wouldn't have a problem right I mean, we, we're pretty wealthy around here yeah um and um but if 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 food were if if it was just food, right? You know, again, that is a that is food insecurity is real. Yeah. But we can figure that out. But it's not just food that people need. It's not just money. Yeah. It's not just health care. It's not just transportation. Uh, they need um, a relationship with Jesus that is delivered through meaningful incarnational relationships yeah. with Jesus's people. I love that. And so um, we just are trying to encourage all that and, uh, <laughs> well, you guys kinda, are crushing you know, it man. Yeah, yeah i love it dude T- yeah. so tell me um churches that pastors maybe even businesses that want to connect with you like yeah. what's how do they do that what's the best way to connect with you because it's not yeah. just churches that you're serving i mean you're connecting with businesses yeah. you're connecting with community leaders to just kind of get create yeah. a hub again i love yeah. that idea of a table like create you guys yeah. are kind of creating a table for everyone to kind of sit at and eat and kind of talk and yeah get to know each other you yeah i love the illustration you said of that pastor like you guys are kind of doing the same thing you should have coffee with this guy it's yeah. like oh that makes sense you know yeah, you might need to talk but how so, do they yeah. connect with you bro yeah hey our website everyone's wilson.org um is the best way there's a contact okay. contact form on there and uh, they can they can navigate all that. Uh, they know how to use the web now, I think. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's buttons there, and they can figure it out. My 94 year old grandma can do it. If you can't, then exactly. <laughs> if my mom's on Facebook, you can do yeah, this. And so, but uh, anyway, there's a contact form there. But yeah, the the if you can imagine a gear, and I'm not a, a car guy, but mm-hmm. if you can imagine a gearbox mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of gears in there and. Sometimes they're touching. Sometimes they're not exactly touching all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. But we're we're just creating networks and networks. Yeah, church networks, prayer networks, business networks, nonprofit networks, and we believe that as we put them together, the Lord kind of helps us put those together, that they can begin to create some some real momentum in delivering services mm-hmm. to uh, kids. In your case, we'd love to flood the Bridge House with 
all kinds of volunteers and resources that you need to help every kid be successful in this community and beyond. And um, But uh, same with the schools, same with other pockets of vulnerability. Yeah. We, we do have, and I think if you're a business leader, if you're a Jesus-loving you know, Christian a church leader, business leader, nonprofit mm-hmm. leader, you got to know there's some big rock issues in our community mm-hmm. that one sector alone cannot solve. Yes. Housing, for example, oh, gosh, or transportation, right. for example. Right. We, we can't fix those problems just because no. we have a big heart. No. We, we really need um, the whole community to come together yes. around, um, around these issues and bring their expertise and yeah, bring, yeah. Their, bring their resources, their intellectual, understand, you know, yes. intellectual resources as well as relational equity, financial resources, all the things. Um, spiritual resources, um, but to, to build the community 10 years from now that we mm-hmm. really dream of, of building. Yeah. So that's what we're, you know, our end game is, 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 a, is a 10-year runway yeah. uh, where we see a flourishing community that has fertile soil for the gospel to be uh, planted in the life of every, uh, every one of our neighbors. I love that. Yeah. Well, dude, we're thankful for you, man. And um, I'm excited to be a part of it. I really am. Like it's, oh, it's. That's I've mutual. already seen the fruit of it, yeah. and um, I look forward. And I'm like, man, think of all these other great nonprofits or churches or businesses or schools that are going to be impacted by uh, just the networks that everyone Wilson is creating. And I love again. I mean, if you're listening and you maybe you're not from this county and you're like, man, I'd love that playbook. Like, yeah. how does this work yeah. in my state and my county? I mean, dude, hit. Yeah. Daryl up, you know, go to the website, everyoneswilsons.org, and shoot him a message. Yeah. And, dude, maybe there'll be a connection that can love. help them in their county. I'd love to connect with them. Love the honor of that. We're still building this thing out, but we're uh, we're in another community tomorrow and wow. um, and then another one here in a few weeks. So that's so cool. So we're, we're starting to figure it out and um, hopefully uh, add value and help, help those communities uh, do what God's put on their heart to do. Dude, yeah. I love it, bro. I love you, man. Appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on. Next time you're wearing the hat, we'll wear our cool hats. Together. Oh, yeah. We've got to wear the cool hats. I mean, it makes us cool. I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> and I'm going to be more confident wearing my hat all the time because you referenced it earlier that, yeah. you know, hey, women wear makeup, I can wear my hat. Yeah. That's how we're going to end it. <laughs> yeah. We want you looking as good as possible. Thank you. I we, need that at my we 41 have to, years of age. Well, we have to look at you. So That's right. You have we, to look at yeah, me. I it's know. a gift to all of it us. It is, man. truly. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you, bro. Thanks Thank for being on. I'm here, man. Yeah. Thanks. I love this conversation with my man, Daryl Crouch. My biggest takeaway is when he said that when leaders invest into people outside of their silos, that there will be a multiplier effect that brings a return back into their organization and company. Man, I hope this conversation blessed y'all. And as always, live one for one.